space crashing in, wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening, we're so glad you've chosen to tune in to DLC. Your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free, thanks to our sponsor this week, Squarespace. Squarespace! Squarespace is bringing the show to you, DLC, of course, the show all about games in their many forms, games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles, also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Kanata, that's spelled with two N's and one T, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis, the guy who's all alone in his bedroom tonight, missing me, I'm sure, now that I've actually been there, Mr. Christian Spicer! Hello, Christian. Hello, Jeff. Hello, everyone. I will say, rave reviews to, <laughs> uh, to the two people who made it to the end and didn't like last week's episode, the vocal majority seemed to uh, pretty smitten with uh, the silliness uh, of, of what happened. Yeah. I think that works once it works once, <laughs> you know, you get, you get one, uh, one garbage show. <laughs> People are like, Hey, uh, that's a real, that's a real departure. They have, but a, I appreciate they, have a, they, they have a saying in Texas. It goes, um, uh, uh, fool me once. Shame on. Uh, yeah. Don't fool be a fool again. You know, you guys know how it, you remember that W quote. Yeah, he like don't get fooled up, again. He can't uh, get through it. Really? Good. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with us last week. It was wild. It was wacky. It was zany, and uh, it was fun. I had fun. Um, also, a, a, a big <laughs> shout out to it, Adam Leonard. It was, it was fun. I, I had, fun. I had fun. It, yeah, it was fun. But here I am now, sitting here uh, in my new digs here in Colorado. And uh, I have nothing. I have nothing. Our furniture has not arrived. It has not even left Los Angeles yet. So I am. I told you I'd leave after this show, Jeff. I got to get through. I had told you I had a podcast I had to do tonight. And I will get on the road just as soon as I can. TikTok, TikTok, Christian, because we got nothing. (laughs) We got nothing. We're having meals on a a blanket on the floor in the living room. (laughs) We're. I'm sitting on the most uncomfortable chair of all time, hunched over. Uh, this sort of built-in ledge in this room that I put a computer on. Uh, FedEx destroyed my beautiful ultra-wide uh, Alienware monitor. Uh, so hopefully FedEx will give me some sort of credit for the claimed value that I uh, declared when I sent it. Not holding my breath on that one. I think they'll give me that when you get your uh, Call of Duty code redeemed. <laughs> my check. Well, just tell them, tell them that you do a show where you need to say this game's great. But in ultra wide, like yeah, you can't, yeah. we're going to lose that if you, if you don't have that monitor. My heart was broken. I set everything up. I turned it on and the whole screen went and I like, oh no. And I looked in the corner and it was completely smashed. So that didn't work out well, but here I'm, I made it. We're still doing the show. We're not missing a week. And even yep. better than that, ladies and gentlemen, we have an awesome guest here with us. You know him, you love him, and you know that DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian. And for many, many times over, DLC has stood for Destiny's longtime champion, our friend from Game Rant, Anthony Towermina is back with us. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Jeff, I'm here. Uh, I haven't moved. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm still here. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Since our last episode, he's been I there have, waiting. I've just been, yep. It's like 14 weeks, I've just been sitting here <laughs> like, well, okay, when's the next one? I'm ready. 
<laughs> Everybody needs to declare whether they've moved or not moved since the last. That's the that's our rule from now on. Uh, no, I'm the only one that moved, and it's it's not it's not easy, folks. It's not easy, fellas. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't mean to make this about me. I'm just saying that uh, it's been a week, and you will notice <laughs> that when we finally get to the playlist segment of the show, I haven't really played anything. <laughs> my my consoles like an idiot. I I packed my consoles up with the moving company. So my consoles are in a box still in Los Angeles. The moving company hasn't even told us when they will start moving. We haven't been assigned a truck yet or a driver. So they they have a lot of games to play. It's going to be a while if you left your consoles. Jeff, have you heard about the power of the cloud? Yeah. The power of the cloud. I guess. (laughs) Uh, I I do have my PC, and uh, I could have played some PC stuff, but I also have multiple in-laws that have come into town to help and assist with the transition to the new location, which is lovely and generous of them, but also uh, it it tends to be more like hosting guests than it is, you know, (laughs) having uh, extra free time because there's multiple hands. So anyway, all of that is to say, I apologize, dear listener, for not pulling my weight this this episode, but uh, hopefully by next week, I'll have a little more uh, more to say in the, the playlist. But we got tons of news. There's lots to discuss. And we have some some other people here that have played some things. So fear not. There will still be a jam-packed episode full of gaming content. And let's get to that right away and start the show the way we always do with Story of the Week. Story of the Week. It's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week. It's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happen in the world of games this week. And you can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com or by posting in our Discord, which is 5x5DLC, or by heading over to our subreddit. That's 5x5DLC.reddit.com. Three places, three ways to reach us. Three or Two out of the three are ways to talk to each other. Uh, like-minded folks, great community. So check those out. But Anthony, as our guest, yes. you get first pick of stories. What would you consider to be your story of the week? So the thing that I'm most excited about, it's a rumor, but there is word on the street. Rockstar is working on three remakes, uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Ooh, um, yes. And yes, I... Love me some Rockstar games. Red Dead Redemption 2 and Red Dead Redemption are, are among some of my favorite games of all time. Well, the uh, rumor also says that if, yeah. this, if these three go well, Red Dead Redemption may be the next on the on the remake uh, block there. Indeed. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this is true. It's corroborated by multiple different outlets, adding different details as far as like, oh, well, we've heard it. It kind of preserves the the art style or the look of the games, but it's in unreal engine. You know, we've heard, we've heard that, like you said, if these do well, they might consider a red dead redemption remake. I'm all for that. Um, just in the sense of it's been so long and I miss a new grand theft auto that I would love to just play. So I would prefer six, but if you're going to give me something, uh, some remakes of, of Vice city, San Andreas and three, which have sort of escaped my memory at this point um, would almost feel fresh, especially San Andreas is the one that I feel like I can't remember the most, but uh, I'm down for, for that. Yeah. I mean, 
Obviously, this is just a rumor, but it does seem to have some meat to it. And and as a rumor, I don't think we can read too much into sure. the the actual words that are being used. But that's not going to stop me from saying the word remake is being used instead of remaster. And I wonder how much you are hoping it is a remake. As you said, there yeah. is some some reporting here that this is this is from Kotaku saying that uh, it is a quote mix of new and old graphics. I don't know what that means. Uh, some people are talking, saying that it's it's looks a bit like a heavily modded version of the games, like you know modders adding shaders and things to the game. So there's not new geometry like you might find in a true remake, like the Shadow of the Colossus remake or the Dark uh, or the Demon Souls remake. But there, that it looks prettier. How much are you hoping this turns out to be a remake and not just sort of a remaster, making things a little sharper or, or shinier? Uh, yeah, I would prefer the remake. Um, yeah. uh, remasters for me, you know, in the totem pole of what I would like the most, obviously, number one, new game, number two would be a remake, and number three would be a remaster. I think, uh, lately there's been quite a few remasters where mass effect specifically comes to mind where I was excited. And then you start to play it and you're like, okay, well this still shows its age. It still has some things that are somewhat antiquated. Um, I think so much of what they did with red dead redemption two could just be used to apply to those three games and, and make them better. Obviously their cover based shooting still, I think has some ways to go, but from the especially three and and vice city and i guess san andreas like got it a little better um just to be able to kind of unify okay this is the driving mechanic this is the shooting mechanic having that universally spread across those three games i think would make them better games yeah yeah i mean there is some some um mention of the fact that the ui has been modernized but that it'll retain its classic GTA feel. So again, very vague. So we don't know what any of that actually means, but uh, per the report, uh, these will be out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, iOS, and Android. So I, I don't know how modern these things are getting if we're talking Switch, iOS, and Android Christian, does this make you excited? I mean, these are classics, obviously, and um, uh, I don't, I don't recall right now if all three are on PC, but I think all three are on PC already, and so uh, I know that some of them have been heavily modded. Uh, how much more than that does this need to be for you to be excited? Yeah, to answer your question, I, I I don't think there's much they can do to have me be excited about these. Um, I'm I'm not dying to go back and replay any of these games. I like revisiting some of my old favorite games. I sit next to my you know Mega SG and I talk about you know the old GBA games I'm playing and stuff like that. But I I played the heck out of these games when they came out, but they're just so big and sprawling and. I had problems with them all back then, you know, like little nits and stuff like that. So I think it would require a lot of modernization that I don't expect Rockstar to put in that work. Um, and to be clear, just just to put a point on that, 
Uh, this is being done supposedly by Rockstar Dundee, which is the recently acquired Ruffian Games uh, that got turned into Rockstar Dundee. These are the the folks that did Crackdown Two. Um, so it's not. Uh, I don't know if it's the you know core Rockstar. It's, it's sort of a satellite studio that Rockstar has acquired for this purpose, evidently. I'm super curious, though, to see if, you know, if these rumors are true and they do come out. I'm curious, one, if it's a collection and they're all on one, you know, in one bundle. That is the rumor. Yeah, right. And I'm curious how well they sell. You know, I mean, five is still a perennial top seller. To what extent that is five being continually getting updated and being on new consoles as it's now coming to the five, the PlayStation five and the Xbox series consoles or it's GTA online and the draw that that continues to have. I'm really curious to see the gamers, the people that didn't experience these initially, if that fondness falls back to these old releases and these things also end up as sales juggernauts. I, my gut is GTA five will still be the top, the top seller. Well, yeah, nothing can stop it, but I, I, I could be wrong. These are coming out evidently. I mean, again, rumor territory. So who knows, but the rumor is these are coming out almost around the same time that the, updated gta 5 for next gen is slated to arrive uh so it's possible that this will even who knows maybe there'll be some sort of bundle in that sense as well maybe they'll bundle all of that stuff together we don't know or maybe it could cannibalize itself or who knows how they're going to package all of that but it's interesting to me that this will come right on the heels of of that other you know, update, modernization, uh, remaster, I guess, for modern consoles um, that I would, you would think they would want to have full spotlight on. So I, I, it's a little, a little odd to me. It, yeah, it is. I think, I think it, it's more just the um, extended editions or EE, whatever they're, um, they're calling them. I think those are just saying, Hey, we want to keep people in the GTA online ecosystem going. And we want those people that maybe didn't buy this game, like the seven people on planet earth that haven't (laughs) bought Grand Theft Auto five to have the opportunity to buy it for the new consoles. But I don't think this is this. I think this is more like a Skyrim situation where some people will buy it. Plenty of people will be excited by it, but the vast majority have it on a platform that they're happy with. And if they are continuing to play it, they're satisfied with that experience. But these remakes are more enticing just in the sense of, I want to be able to re experience something quote unquote new, or at least dive into something that might feel fresh. Yeah. And that, that to me is way more appealing. So yeah, they're from longer ago and therefore more special. I will say from my point of view, the game of of all the GTAs that I put the most time into is Vice City. And I I mean, I was obsessed with Vice City for a short period of time. And uh, the idea of playing Vice City again, I I wonder if it's like a movie that you remember fondly and then you revisit and you go, oh, why, what, what, why did I love this? Um, or I guess video game, plenty of video games are like that too. Uh, but I'm definitely curious to see if it's Vice City and it looks real pretty. I, I, I'm just not convinced based on this reporting that I'm going to get what I want out of this, which is these old games remade like Demon's Souls, like right. uh, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. That's, that's what I would want is to see a real fresh visual upgrade to classic games. Uh, but it's, it seems like this is going to be not that at all. So... 
I don't know. I don't know. It's but it's exciting. It's it's really interesting because I don't think Rockstar has ever done anything quite like this. And um, like we were saying at the top, they're, they're using this as a uh, as a weather balloon to find out if they should do more of it, like do Red Dead Redemption, the original. So uh, I also think it feels a little bit like a stopgap for them where yeah. the reports yeah. on six still being several years away. They've had high level turnover in the past few years. Like this is another skew that they can get out into people's hands relatively quickly as in rumored to be with a newer studio to get them working on the tech they're going to be using for, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm curious. San Andreas was the one of the three that I, it, it still feels the most different um, from these other games. We had a lot of RPG elements. If I remember correctly, you had to like eat. Yeah. The kind exercise. Of fit yeah. And stuff like yeah that. You could do all that. You could, yeah, yeah, you could get, you could gain weight if you didn't exercise enough, you could change your body type uh, based on the activities that you participated in yeah yeah uh the other before we get off this this topic there is another element to this that i think is interesting uh jimatsu uh was has pointed out that quote there will be some content changes to make the games more suitable for modern audiences now rockstar games have always been one would have to say intentionally provocative and riding that edge of good taste, I think that's the whole the whole thing with GTA, all the way back to GTA 3, which is the first of these uh, remakes. Uh, and purposefully, I would say, uh, you know, poking people's, pushing people's buttons and, and doing things that were uh, offensive. Do you think that this, in, in the, the current climate of the world and the way people I think are, are more uh, in touch with th- these kind of offensive things. Do you think they will round some rough edges off of these games? And and if they do, is that good or is that bad? Or what, what's your take on that, Anthony? Um, well, I think the first thing that they'll probably do is uh, refigure out the radio music situation just for, <laughs> right. in terms of, so many open world games live and die based on like the licensing and, and all of that stuff because Twitch and, and other streaming platforms really help promote these games. Now they're like, you know, a key part of their marketing. And from what I can remember a lot, there's a lot of, especially vice city has like some, 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 certified bangers you know like <laughs> you know i think all three of these games do i mean yeah. so does uh, san andreas i mean the soundtrack sure, for san sure. andreas was, was pretty amazing but Vi- like vice city for me uh you know as a sort of younger kid when i was playing it it was like my introduction to a lot of those artists and those, those yeah. bands and um so yeah i think that that would be the first thing they'll probably figure out but as far as the content and what you're doing Vice City also comes to mind as far as doing some somewhat like um, uh, kind of uh, fetishizing violence in a, in a way that sort of Call of Duty also did at the same time. Uh, I think that that might be where they would iron out some of the content and figure out, okay, what, what really maybe went a little too overboard in today's time wouldn't play as well. Um, We'll we'll see what happens. I know also, obviously, all of the Grand Theft Auto games are known for somewhat sexual content, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that be changed as well. Yeah. See, GTA has never crossed a line. It just wasn't aware of how far the line has moved back. Look, GTA is just Italian, 
Okay. They didn't do anything oh, wrong. <laughs> GTA is just Italian. These are the- <laughs> <Yikes>. no way. <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, uh, yes, revisit some stuff, right? Like, unless you're just doing a straight re-release, revisit some stuff. There might be some devs that are working on this that are like, hey, this doesn't sit right. Change it. I, I like that. I like going back and looking at something with modern eyes and re-examining it. They're not getting rid of the original. I prefer the original theatrical cuts of Star Wars, but go do it. Metal, change, evolve. Art can progress and change, especially as a new release. Um, I say more power to them, and I hope they make it better. Yeah, well, it remains to be seen. I'm guessing we'll hear more about this fairly soon because uh, the report is they're aiming for a October or early November release date for consoles with PC and mobile coming to 2022. So uh, interesting stuff, very interesting stuff. And it seems to be a, a pretty well substantiated rumor. So we shall see. Christian Spicer, what is your story of the week? Continuing on the rumor train, uh, which I'll call uh, the rumor train. (laughs) (laughs) And with QuakeCon 2021 uh, upon us, or happening very, when is it? Has it started? Yeah, as you're listening to this, this week, right? Yeah. Yeah, time is weird. Um, But you got the official uh, schedule posted and published. And then as the internet is one to do, people actually read through it. And, and read the paragraphs that coincide with the headlines that describe things. And in that, there was a rumor, or not a rumor, in that description was an event called Reimagining uh, Revitalized Quake. And it was a talk <laughs> about a new Quake with the people from Machine Games. And then people started being like, ooh, new Quake? Reimagine Quake? Revitalized Quake? Machine Games, they make great games. They're going to work on a Quake. And then that paragraph of the QuakeCon description had been uh, has now, is now gone. <laughs> um, but I think this is super exciting. Machine Games, I think, makes some of has made some really good shooters in the past years uh, and, and revitalizing old franchises. And Quake is a franchise that ID, I guess now Microsoft, um, has tried to relaunch several times. And I think giving it to a developer like Machine Games um, makes a lot of sense. And again, I think maybe as you're listening to this, this will be proven true or false. But this really, really excites me. I like it a lot. Well, it's likely to be next week's story of the week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. It is uh, interesting that, I don't know. Uh, Quake was already well, she, revitalized for me when they put it out with uh, ray tracing enabled. I mean, I, well, I dipped back in and was like, oh man, that's so cool. But I guess the you know, question, Jeff, is let me set you up a little better as you always do to me, and I apologize. What is Quake in 2021? Is yeah, it that's the question, right? New Quake I, I, or is it ray trace Quake for everybody? Well, it's hard to argue with the track record of having revitalized Doom right yeah doom was pretty stagnant and then all of a sudden doom came out and wolfenstein which is and wolfenstein. Machine games great point yeah great point um so both of those properties have been completely reimagined and 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 uh modernized and elements of them brought forward and then new things introduced into the mix that made them feel really relevant and made them into great games award-winning games both so I think that that's what's needed with Quake is 
making it something more than it was because what it was is just not enough anymore because every game is quake every game has you know (laughs) right because every Every game every game game, yeah i mean sure it's that, a fast it's, shooter. Like, what is that right. anymore? It's just, a, yeah. it's just a fast, crazy shooter. And that's that's cool. And you can still play that on modern on modern uh, equipment now. You can go back and play Quake, and I can play it with ray tracing, and it's great. So I think turning it into something more in the same way that Wolfenstein was turned into something more, that it, you know, it became this more elaborate story, and, and it, you know, it, it fleshed out all these things. I think that's what I'm hoping they do. And I would predict that that's exactly what they would do is just take the IP and really go, well, we've got this name recognition of this thing called quake. And we know that that thing is a shooter, but let's turn it into something that really is, feels like a modern game. Um, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just like they, they did, uh, didn't they, didn't, didn't they really uh, recently do, um, Unreal Tournament as a new like free to play shooter. Yeah, and that yeah, there's also really... Quake on Quake yes, Online. Yes, that did is... not nothing yeah. happen. Yeah, there's Unreal, and then Quake Online got a re not too too long ago. Also, I think I mean they've been they've dabbled yeah. with this before, and and yeah, I don't think arena shooter. I don't know. I, yeah, I was going to say something I'm not allowed to say yet. <laughs> um, I'm curious what the market is for. A, just another arena shooter right now yeah um yeah but people it, are looking at it's it like quake when it when quake was quake right it's because everything wasn't quake everything was everything didn't have a mode where you go in and play deathmatch with people and so having a really well done deathmatch was a big deal but that's just not that's just like you know one tiny aspect of every other first person shooter now <laughs> so yeah. it, it, it feels like it needs to have more meat on the bone and uh maybe maybe uh, if anybody can do it machine games certainly seems like a great studio to to put to the task so i like i said we'll probably be talking about this again next week because we'll yeah. actually have some info about it i suspect i just hope it comes in a huge box wasn't quake one in a like a massive box am i misremembering i feel like it was like i don't this- i don't recall yeah, that don't. particularly but uh I did play a lot of Quake. <laughs> Anthony, are you a, like what's Quake 2021? Like if you're, you know, you're in the elevator, what's that? I I mean, for me personally, Quake as it existed before, it just never appealed to me. I think it doesn't sound like this, but if I were Machine Games, I would like dig into the lore of Quake and say, "Hey, we're going to make a a single player Quake experience and also have a multiplayer, but like do what they do." Like that's what I think machine games for me at least was able to do really well was take Wolfenstein, which had a very kind of simple idea and turn it into this full lore heavy world that supported three games or two games and a spinoff or whatever you want to say, find a way to dig into quake and say like, okay, what can we do that doomifies this? What can we do that Wolfensteinifies this? And also include a fully expected multiplayer component that's fast like Quake was. But just Quake on its own, I just it doesn't ap- appeal to me, but I was never a big fan of that anyway. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you say doomify or Wolfensteinify because I think those are two different ifies. You know, I think there's well, two, di- two different takes, right? Because the Wolfensteinify... Sure. Is is the like flesh out the lore, make an interesting story that 
you know, it, it, take BJ Blaskowitz, right. And actually make it into something that is well-written and interesting and holds up under, you know, 2019 or whatever year it was scrutiny of what makes constitutes good storytelling in a video game, sure. which, but I think, you know, I think that also applies to doom guy. Like now there's a full Lord of doom guy. Yeah. But I would argue that the doomification, what, what happened to doom in the latest iteration isn't, narrative uh intensity it's adding new elements to the mechanical side of the game to sure. make that feel more modern adding these art uh you know rpg style upgrades and figuring out this new way to push the the player forward that feels like it has its own identity when compared to other first person shooters sure. and i think Honestly, I think if they had done that and it called it Quake, we would have been like, "This new Quake is amazing!" You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so fast and so furious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it could it could have very easily have just used that thing for Quake. But if they can find some other way mechanically to set Quake apart from the field, I think that would be just as compelling to me. Like, it, it just needs something else. It just it just can't be, in my opinion, for it to be a relevant IP now. It can't just be like. Hey, remember Quake? Quake equals good first-person shooter. And I'm like, well, good first-person shooter is a dime a dozen. You know, it, yeah, it, I feel exactly. like it should have something, it should have some other element. Here's my question. So maybe because we will be talking about this again next week, but I want to go on record now. Uh, does it need multiplayer? Like Doom's yes, multiplayer yes. was quickly abandoned, Doom 2016. Doom Eternal yes. isn't known for for it machine games not really known for their multiplayer most recently well wolfenstein people aren't talking about old guards multiplayer if there was one quake certainly has this um appeal to multiplayer and i think someone said it was quake champions not quake online is like the newer one so thank you chat um but is quake 2021 does it does it need multiplayer to be relevant yes i mean that's the whole point of QuakeCon and like uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, like a, a lot of the, you know, the whole point of it. Well, um, it was. I, I yeah, I think I think you cannot, um, just like you couldn't release a Halo game without a multiplayer component. You cannot release a Quake game without a multiplayer component. I think. Um, so maybe that's what this is to them. This is their multiplayer, right? Because like, yeah, yeah which is students, fine. It's just yeah. not what I'm interested in. Um, I th- I think that there's. There's certainly a small portion of the internet, I think, and maybe that's sort of uh, reductive to say a small portion, but so much of like esports is dominated by just a handful of games and Quake used to be carving a bigger portion of that. And I think you're not really going to be able to get that. So you're going to get people that, yeah, they're going to jump online. There'll be those initial first week first month people playing and having fun saying oh this reminds me of quake but what's the longevity there you can't compete with the games that have battle passes and have battle royale and have those things that have people coming back i think one-off multiplayer experiences in today's day and age just don't exist or they well they they do they don't survive they're my favorite games. They very much exist. Yeah. I mean, Sony well, still committed to making exa- them. Like, what's an example of a game that you continuously play, though? Well, like, I, I'm not coming. It's not a continuously play. I move on to the next game, and I love it. And it, that's all it needs to be. I don't need every game to be a forever game. In fact, I usually bounce off most forever games quicker than I do a, a long, compelling 
single player. Sure, game. but those those that's what you need to make to survive in today's day and age. I, I hope you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's why Halo Infinite has a battle pass and has all these things. Is because Halo multiplayer can't just be play multiplayer and then that's it. Yeah, that's a fair point. So you heard it here first. Quake as persistent online game as service. (laughs) (laughs) You can get your new Quake helmet and your new Quake cape and your new Quake boots. You just got to keep playing Quake, you know? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get. Yes, I get what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, I I understand the criticisms of like you know, does it need to uh, continue? But I think if you're going after a multiplayer market, you have to be thinking about longevity now. Like, there's no, there's no one-off multiplayer. Nothing, nothing releases and well, says, there- oh, we just want you to play this for a little bit and then be done with us. Yeah, there's different ways to do it, but you're right. I mean, like even like Valorant or Apex, they have seasons and things like that. The core gameplay is still kind of, it's, you know, it's not the same as like Destiny's seasons um, as being more PvP focused. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I, <laughs> Jeff, when you're talking about like all the equipment, I forget who first posted it, but there was that like image of uh, BJ Blazkowicz, like as he really looks. And it's like at the end of Wolfenstein, and he's got like 30 nazi helmets you know going yeah, yeah. up or whatever Exact on his head. yeah <laughs> yeah uh I, I my knee-jerk reaction when you asked the question was was to agree completely with taramina and say yeah has to have multiplayer like that's kind of synonymous with the with the ip but it would be a pretty bold choice for machine games to be like here's what we're putting out we're putting out this story this narrative single-player experience that is quake that's how we're reinventing the franchise and it's going to be this and this and it's going to be really cool i i couldn't even tell you what the story of quake is i mean i know there's like mutants right it's yeah i I honestly have no idea i was just making that suggestion you know (laughs) pulled it out of nowhere it's fast i feel like you body parts you make that announcement at QuakeCon with like a bunch of people like sitting at their land you know and they're just like <laughs> obviously con. it's different right now because of the pandemic but you know under normal circumstances you everybody would just be like boo, boo. it is very funny that it's quake con and quake is the least relevant ip that they've they've got going yeah. right now that is that is pretty it. ironic it's gonna be quake con brought to you by microsoft game pass yes yeah, as a hot flag sure. in the chat points out it's this is it, it's day and date on game pass whatever it is whatever right? it is we can play it yeah and so multiplayer game pass free to play you don't need gold to play free you know if they make it free to play like halo like there's a big audience for it whatever it's going to be i'm excited to chat more about it well as for my story of the week clearly my two co-hosts this week uh hate nintendo or hate indie games because a massive news that nintendo's indie world showcase was this week with Big announcements, games that just were released right away, games to look forward to, tons of ports of already successful indie games. It really, undeniably, the, the the story of the week. These guys are pointing out stories Whoa. that that are just rumors. They don't even aren't even stories. I've got actual announcements from one of the big hardware manufacturers. I don't understand how this. No, came. this one already happened. The games are out. It's old news, Jeff. Boring. Uh-huh. I'm over it. I've played sure. them. I've moved on. I want to talk about the new stuff. We got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, there are a number of really cool games that were shown in Nintendo's Indie World Showcase this week. Um, I could go down. I mean, obviously, Metal, Metal Slug Tactics is 
I think the game I'm most looking forward to. I love tactics games. I love the metal. I love the fact that they're using the metal slug IP to create a tactics game. Uh, it's, it's not coming out till 2022. So that's a little bit of a, a bubble burster as far as getting super excited for these releases. As you said, Christian, a lot of these games out as they release them. Uh, one of the games that I think a top game that I got hooked on for a, for a period of time on PC loop hero is coming to switch i think loop hero is super fun a clever completely fresh idea and perfect for the switch what a perfect game for the switch so that makes sense um there's a bunch of games here i wonder if there are any that you guys are excited about uh axiom verge 2 uh tetrix effect connected all kinds of really interesting uh games Maybe the one I'll tee up is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is uh, both fun to say and perilous to say on a family-friendly show like ours. Uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which looks obviously like Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all of us, I think all three of us loved Jet Set Radio back in the day. Uh, Anthony, did you, are you excited about that game? Oh uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm. I mean, I'm really looking forward to most of these games. Some of them I've already played, like Loop Hero. You know, yeah. But just, I think it is a perfect game for Switch. Um, I, you know, I think that those that didn't get a chance to play it when it was available earlier, definitely check it out. I know that a lot of people are talking about Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, yeah. And and really just kind of out now on uh, yeah on Game Pass shooting right? its horn. I have played Axiom Verge too. We we may talk about it. Um. So yeah, I. I don't want to say that like I wasn't excited by this, but um, Nintendo does quite a few of these. Uh, it seems like a year, um, and a lot of them, yes, are ports, or a lot of them are games maybe you hadn't heard of. But sometimes they, you know, it goes another indie world showcase or whatever you want to call it. You see them again, and you're like, okay, yeah, I, I'm still into Metal Gear Solid Tactics. When can I play it, please? Yeah, um, but it's cool how much they seem to be supporting, continue to support indie games. And, you know, the Switch has become this awesome indie console with almost every great PC indie game eventually coming to Switch. I mean, I can't even think of a great PC indie game that, that you know, became the sort of the game of the moment that hasn't arrived on Switch eventually. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's awesome that that continues to happen. Because, again, Loop Hero was sort of that game of the moment for a while. Everybody was talking about it. It was really fresh and new and interesting. I got hooked on it. It's here it is on switch like it, it's just great that nintendo continues this parade of really cool eclectic independent games uh, no? agreed. Fair, yeah, yeah definitely to be fair xbox also had an indie game showcase this past week where they showed many of these same games um i and, and playstation also had an indies uh direct not too too long ago as well i i agree that nintendo has done a good job of embracing these kind of smaller indie games on on Switch the way that, you know, the Vita did way too late <laughs> into its life. Um, but it's been it's been fun to see. I think for me, honestly, watching this Indie World Showcase, Jeff, as you mentioned, um, most of these great PC games end up coming to Switch eventually. To me, it just got me more excited for the Steam Deck. Like those recent hands-ons mm. that more outlets had uh, well, two, maybe two weeks ago. And then all these games are like, yeah, these are great games. Uh, and I want to play them on PC with like my cloud save so I can take it into 
you know, bed or on the train or wherever, and then also play it on my PC. Yeah, why I think, play it on the hardware you already own? Let's buy new <laughs> hardware. Because it doesn't come out. It's just like six months later, and I've yeah. already played it and own it. That's that's the reason why. It's first almost always first on PC. To me, the thing that excites me the most out of this, and I, I haven't played it yet, um, so I'm excited to hear Anthony talk about it, is Axiom Verge 2. Like, that was the the biggest news for me out of this Indie World Showcase is that it came out. Um, yeah. I just had didn't get around to it. I've been playing things I can't talk about. Cool. So any other uh, highlights from that? I mean, Eastward was the one that they ended the showcase with, uh, which I thought was kind of a cool-looking game. Um, any other highlights for either of you guys from... Yeah, it sounds like you guys are kind of unimpressed with with overall. It, well, it's not so much unimpressed. It's more just a case of um, you wonder these types of things. Would we be seeing them as often as we are seeing them under normal circumstances? You know, would would you know Nintendo have directs to talk about bigger games, and would PlayStation um, you know have more to talk about, getting people excited? Same with Xbox, um, and I, I think that a lot of the kind of real estate that's been used for promoting indie games has really put a good foot forward saying like, look, death's door or what have you, like these games are games to be excited about and those get their own like moment in the sun. And then these games get kind of wrapped up in a little showcase. Some of them are tied to it because they say, Hey, we want to also use this showcase to announce that we're available now. It just makes it a little weirder um, to kind of figure out what, what we're doing, I guess, as in like terms of like a marketing cycle. Um, but it, it, I still like, I'm looking forward to quite a few of these games. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on and talk about games we're actually playing now. Uh, but first I want to thank our sponsor, which is Squarespace. Squarespace always standing by the show from the very beginning. And uh, I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of the fact that I can recommend Squarespace and feel good about doing so because it's great. I've been using it myself. JeffCanada.com was built on Squarespace, uh, housed on Squarespace. And every time I've ever recommended Squarespace to a friend or a family member who said, I need to build a website and I just don't know how to do it. Do I need to hire somebody? Do I need to buy a book? What do I do? I go, no, 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 no. Squarespace, you can do it yourself. You can make it yourself. You need no skills. All you need to know is what you like. If you can mess around until you like it, you're going to be able to build your own website. And you start with something that you're likely to already like, which is the cool templates that professional designers have made on Squarespace. And then you just start messing around with it. You start making it your own. You can move things around. You can add functionality. You can make it e-commerce If you need to sell things online, it's so simple. You just plug and play. It's so, so easy. You can make it yourself. Create a website yourself. Create a website that stands out. Because it's so beautiful, because it's so slick, you can do it. Also, you can add search engine optimization. I've already built in the search engine optimization, uh, which is not easy to say, but super easy to implement because it's built in. The analytics that help you grow in real time. You've got free and secure hosting. You never have to upgrade anything ever. It's all handled in the background for you uh, all the time. There's never a patch or a, a new thing to install. It's just all so simple. It's the 
it's the easiest way to build a website that looks great and has all the functionality that you would want. Also, if you're looking for domain names, they have over 200 extensions and it's a great way, a great way to find the perfect domain for your website. Check it out. Go to squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me. You get a free trial where you don't even have to put in your credit card. There's no way for them to charge you until you are ready to launch. And then you can put in our promo code, which is Jeff sent me, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E. And you'll save yourself 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, 10% off just because you listen to this show. It's pretty cool. So that's squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me and promo code Jeff sent me. All right, it is time to talk about the games that we have been playing this week. And as usual, Anthony, you've been playing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> you want to start with that uh, Axiom Verge? Everybody's everybody's anxious to hear what you think. Yeah, so uh, I haven't played a ton of it. Um, I guess I should preface that by saying um, I've been playing a lot of metroidvanias i've been playing a lot of uh like melee action games death's door um some of the other games on my list like grime and eldest souls so when i had heard axiom verge 2 was out i was like okay i you know i'm excited for that and it felt like a change of pace in the sense of the first game was a shooter um but it was a metroidvania this game is not a shooter uh or so far not a shooter so it completely kind of reinvents uh what you know of like axiom verge combat it is uh, so far been melee focused uh, i'm only about two three hours in uh, i sort of that's what i was prefacing about is i had to put it down because it was like okay i'm getting a little overwhelmed with too much melee action video games for right now um but so you play a character and she has a like a ice pick um, mm. So you're it's you have to get in close quarters. So the the guy in the first game he had a gun, and it was kind of like you know uh, what Contra or Mega Man or what have you um, type of uh, side scrolling shooter. This right. you have to use you have to be a little bit more um, cautious about getting too close because you're gonna invite um, attacks. You get a little boomerang, which is like a ranged attack, but it's not um, you know it's it it has to you have to basically either call it back or wait till it comes back. Um, and you get some other, uh, abilities along the way, but it, it involves like manipulating the world through hacking to kind of do different gameplay elements. Um, I think it's pretty neat so far. I'm not too far into like speak to like the bigger picture, but I was sort of surprised. And, and in talking to other people that played the game, it does have that like, oh, okay, this is, this is the same art style and the music is there. Um, but the gameplay feels just very different and it is kind of like you have to adjust to that a little bit. And I, I definitely had to um, kind of figure out, okay, well, how does this game want me to play and how does it want me to approach combat encounters? Because it's not like a, um, you know, you're going in and then you're dodging or parrying or anything like that thus far. It really is. Okay. Well, these enemies I need to get in when their backs turn or they're unaware and kind of get my hits in real quick uh, and maybe run away or, or maybe just take them out at that moment in time. Um, But it's still like, it has those elements of Axiom Verge design wise that I really liked, which was the kind of cool pixely art um, messing with like the visuals 
and um, the music is has so far been really good. It's also a prequel, right? Like it's called Two, but I yeah. think so. Yeah, I, I don't have a full first. sense, of, yeah, of how mu- how it fits in the Axiom Verge lore, but yeah, it it definitely seems like it is a prequel. Very the cool. action, yeah, I'm still interested. Verge, yeah, Vergeverse, <laughs> the, a, the AVU, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it is. Uh, it's still like I think hits all those notes, but I think some people who maybe they're like Mega Mega Man fans or they're fans of that particular genre of gameplay might go into this and say, "Oh, this wasn't what I was expecting," and right. I found it to still be fun. But I know that some people might go into it and say, Oh, this is not what I was expecting. And I don't like it. Um, I think it's pretty cool that they took a little bit of a risk and, and changed up the formula and just retread the first game. Were you a huge sure. fan of the first one? I did like the first one. I thought the first one was really neat. The idea of like uh, using your disruptor to kind of change the, you could change the enemies into enemies with different attacks and you could kind of pull away the, the environment to do weird things. I did. I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so far there, that is the most like uh familiar element is the kind of uh, perception of reality is distorted and things aren't really what they seem at first. That's the, the part that kind of carries on, but the gameplay is different. Right. Christian, it's not like you were excited about this, the sequel, or are you going to be picking it up? I I think so, but I don't know. I don't know where it slots in because I'm looking at. Uh, I think Wakanda will get me back into Avengers at least for a little bit, and I hope it delivers. And I was kind of looking at the release calendar, and this is where I kind of like knowing when games are coming out a little better, and I can kind of plan. It's like it's out now, and I'm like, well, I'm two thirds of the way through this game. I'm playing these other games. This is what my next week looks like. I don't know when I'm going to slot this in, but. I, I hope to, because I, I, I agree. I think it's interesting that they kind of changed what they did and, and what's there seems compelling. Um, I, I've read about it, you know, a, a good amount. And I think it seems really interesting. I also like that. Apparently it's, you know, 10 to 14 hours. So it seems manageable. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, go play this Metroidvania. How long is it? 80 hours. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I can't slot that in. I, I missed yeah. that window. I mean, 10 to 14 hours these days is hard to slot in for me, but <laughs> Yeah. it's it's hard to game you know that's the, yeah. the, if there's one takeaway from this conversation it's that you know ho- hobby time fun is very difficult well also <laughs> too many games like it's yeah just, too many games for sure so many and so many that are great i think i made this you know quit maybe three episodes ago see how the, the timing that i do is is <laughs> impeccable comedy is timing <laughs> but like there, there are so many good games. Apparently, it's just anyone can make one. I'm, I'm joking, but there are so yeah. many good games. It, it's hard. Yeah, the enemy Tripping. of games though is moving. Just so you know. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. You have you have a console still. It's your Tesla, and you brag yeah, about playing right. Cyberpunk <laughs> on your Tesla. So get in your garage. Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a charger for my Tesla though, so I, 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 I every every moment it's on is is. Hey, precious. honey, we can either go to the grocery store today, or, uh, or sorry, I, I play played Cuphead too much beach, again. Beach yeah. buggy, beach buggy too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what else is on your playlist, Anthony? Uh, so the main game that I played, uh, start to finish over the last week, is called Grime. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if anybody's seen it. Um, I it's have. Kind of, it's, have you played it? I played the demo of it uh, okay. when it came out, and it, it, uh, it, it, didn't, it did not make me feel good. It's a weird looking game. Uh, it, it's so you're playing like a uh, rock figure man thing. Uh, yeah. You're in, yeah, with like a like a black hole for a head, mm-hmm. um, and you're kind of going through this like underground area. A lot of the creatures and the and the enemies they look like stuff that our kids would make like out of clay. Yeah, uh, but then like you know, an artist was like, "Okay, well, give me this and let me make it like somewhat recognizable." Like things just have mangled faces or it's tongues disturbing. for heads. Yeah, it's it's very, it's somewhat disturbing. But the kind of core gameplay is, uh, it's like a hack and slash, um, souls ask you know, you dodge and parry, um, side scrolling Metroidvania where you're kind of going through different environments and and you're picking up abilities, you're completing uh, a. a pretty straightforward storyline but there's also you know nooks and crannies to go into once you get new abilities like a double jump or or what have you um but what makes the game different than some of the other games is this idea where you can absorb the enemies so instead of just like a straight parry where you're essentially deflecting you can if an enemy attacks and you hit the the absorb slash repel button at this at the right time you essentially absorb them um and so that's kind of a just a weird mechanic in and of itself because of the timing and it also uh makes some of the enemies easier to deal with but it also fills up a meter that you can then spend to heal so that's your only real way of healing which is really cool um and then they introduce enemies where you can't absorb them until their health bar is maybe half full um so it's kind of like designated like their health bar is like a gray and then red so once you get them into the red you can absorb them and some enemies it's like a gray bar a red bar a gray bar and a red bar Mm. so you can kind of um, do that and bosses are the same idea of like there are certain times when you can absorb uh, or repel um, but sometimes you're just you know straightforward hacking slashing dodging when you need to Um, and it's it's actually a really, really surprisingly fun game. I hadn't really heard of it until it came out, um, but I had a good time with it. It does have some like nitpicky elements. Uh, one of the ones that drove me completely bonkers is so throughout the game, there are these like stones where you upgrade yourself kind of like bonfires and souls um, to use that example. Yeah. And you think to yourself, it would be awesome if I could just fast travel between these. And they literally give you that ability at the end of the game. <laughs> and it's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And so that's so one that just, seems to be, it should not be, uh, there's not just be, <laughs> too much backtracking. Yeah. Everybody knows you enable fast travel to an amiibo. Like that's the way yeah, to do it. That's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's the way to do it. But uh, man, I, I kept saying the whole time I was playing it, it was like these, it seems like it would be so great if I could just, I see this, this part of the map where I, I haven't finished it, but to get back there would take me forever. <laughs> I, if I could just fast travel and then literally at the end of the game, it's like, you can now fast travel between these things. I was like, you guys are kidding. <laughs> um, but overall, the combat was fun. Like the design, though it has some grossness, it does like go into other um, kind of design sensibilities. There's more of like a city area it's a it's a bonkers like story war lore world um 
that's somewhat impenetrable, um, but it's still like fascinating to me. Uh, I've, I've, I had a lot of fun with it and I have been playing a lot of these games, these side scroll and Metroidvania action games. I played Ender Lilies um, as well. And so this game, the fact that this game hooked me from beginning to end or hooked me mostly from beginning to end, except for that gripe about the fast travel. Um, I, I would say it's worth playing if, if you like those types of games. Again, this is called grime. Uh, grime. And and this might not be fair, but I, the the visual style when I played it reminded me of like an old '90s Tool video. Sure, that's fair. It yeah. kind of yeah, Clay Fighter. Yeah. Or um, uh, it looks like your guy looks like a crude Vector Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's not a it's not a universe I wanted to be in for very long. It's just like, sure, eh, it's that, icky, that's it's fair. Icky, but it's like intentional. That's it's that's what they're going for, right? So yeah. So if you're into that thing, if you, if you dig tool videos, you know, grind might be your game. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I would go that far, but it does. I will say that though the combat is is sort of the focus and and just sort of hacking and dodging and parrying is one of the core mechanics there is it does introduce some some really clever and difficult platforming as well kind of like ori Mm. uh, and the blind forest did over time where you were like wow i have this ability to uh, basically pull myself kind of like a grapple and it just lets me unlock new areas that seems boring but then they start incorporating it into platforming sections and you're doing some crazy things and so it it does it does evolve over time it's not really a one-trick pony um it evolves over grime grime it evolves over grime um but yeah i I would uh um if anybody just like look it up watch a quick trailer and and see if if that if you can get past the art style i guess or maybe uh, it's your thing it might be cool i might dig it it's It's definitely not not my thing that that look i'm not a tool fan or anything like that that, but you know well I will tell you this. Uh, so again, that game is Grime, uh, and moving on to another game, I, I, I've I've often commented on this show how big a fan of the Elder Scrolls games I am, uh, but uh, I feel like they are not old enough. <laughs> That's a dumb intro. Oh, I was trying to do something. <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah, that was no, stupid. Anthony, Anthony, don't. Please, you got to let him just keep giving him rope. You can't break with him. You just keep. You, we got to stay and just let him keep. keep I like going. games. That, I like wait, Elder wait. Scrolls. So, so I, but I'm I was... either I have to I have to side with Dad number one and not break, or side with Dad number two and laugh at his bad jokes. So these are my options. Choose your dad. Choose your dad. As, as you're also a dad, you're doing Dad three whatever you want. Like it, yeah. don't don't put this on like dadism you are dad three that's you you can avoid that i'm sorry (laughs) okay um all right well anyway the i just feel like i'm not (laughs) checking out the eldest so they have a game called eldest Eldest i feel like there's older elder anyway eldest souls eldest which feels like it feels like you know when like the transformers movies were big and then there's like a, a company that puts out transmogrifiers you know and it's in the same font just to like and it's I, just there to fool grandmas into buying the wrong dvd for their kids yeah, you know you're not that wrong was, that was netflix when netflix first started streaming they did yeah. you know they saw their dvd and i watched paranormal activity i really liked it the first one and i told i was gonna be out of town like that and i was like oh uh wife you should watch paranormal activity it's on netflix and she watched it 
And then we talked about it the next day. And I was like, I love that. She's like, that never happened. And I'm like, when the, in the thing, she's like, no, it never happened. I'm like, well, it's like the husband and the wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, when this happened, no, no, no. On Netflix, it was paranormal entity. Yeah. And like the same box art. We watched the, these- as- the asylum used to get everybody with every one of those movies. It's, it, their entire business model was, oops, you picked the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love we that. changed an adjective too. in the title and we gotcha. <laughs> So good. And that used to be how, and this is a family show, but that used to be how adult websites were back in the day. It was like Chevrolet spelled wrong. Uh, oh, right. And like all that, like an early web. Now I think it's the other way where those sites are more popular and Chevrolet's like, hmm, we're going to change our name. To- <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun story. My high school's official website, if you did, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if you did .com <laughs> instead of .org, it was an adult website. And they used to have to, they used to have to like in pamphlets say like, if you Dear go to parents. this and then in bold, not .org, not .org. <laughs> Because I went to a Catholic school, so it was even worse. Catholic school. (laughs) Oh, you know, some students set that up. They're like, they bought this, but they didn't buy the other. Oh, I'm definitely buying that. Uh, That's that is gold. I just, I just love the idea of it's like, uh, dear parents, we got a number of complaints again, and (laughs) I I need to reiterate once more. uh, (laughs) So funny. All right. Anyway, all of that is to say. Mom, I was just trying to sign up for Trig. <laughs> uh, all of that is to say, you're playing a game, you're playing a game called Eldest Souls. Yes. Um, so this is um, this is one of those in the long line of uh, melee action games I've been playing over the last couple weeks and months. Um, the core kind of concept of Eldest Souls is it's straight boss rush you don't do anything else besides fight bosses you explore a landscape you're a knight that has kind of come to this area that has been overrun by monsters you're the last hero you're the last hope for humanity to kind of push back the darkness um your soul is super old (laughs) you're you're actually it seems like you're like a little kid Hmm. but these these souls these evil things i guess they're really old who knows okay um but yeah, it's it's all boss focused. It's top down, uh, kind of sixteen bit art style, um, very pixely, um, and and it is very like get your hits in and then dash away or dodge. Um, but what's really cool about it is it has two interesting mechanics. One is you only get three dashes, um, like charges, and those replenish after you use them. But if you dash perfectly um, and kind of make your way through an attack, you don't spend that charge. So it does reward you for really understanding the timing of the enemies. Um, And then the other interesting mechanic is you can charge up your attack, which will sort of launch you at the enemy and it fills up a meter. And while that meter is full and you're doing damage, if you are um, out of health, it will actually recharge your health. Um, so it'll kind of fill you up similar to Bloodborne, but you can actually get all your health back. Hmm. And so it does uh, reward you for being patient and learning the enemy's attacks. And each of the bosses has a really cool design. There's like a big ice monster. There's a um, like a just a, a giant lady and like a piano or like a <laughs> like a I don't know, like a chariot that is an organ. Uh, there's some really kind of clever designs and all the bosses 
you start out and you go into them and you do like a little bit of damage and you think, I'm just never going to beat this. And then you start to learn the attacks and then you start to make progress. And then usually you get to phase two and you're like, I'm never going to beat this. Um, but I always had this like feeling of making progress, even when I was failing over and over again. Um, it is certainly a game that's not going to be for everyone. It's only boss focused. So if you're the type of person that, you know, you're, you go into this boss fight and if you can't beat it in 20 minutes, that's the end of it. You you might not enjoy this game, but I had a, a good time like beating my head against each level, uh, each boss. Sometimes it would take me like an hour to an hour and a half to beat the boss, but I would feel that incremental progress. And I really did enjoy the game overall. Um, it's somewhat short. There's only like nine or 10 bosses to go through. So if you, you know, if you're a master, you could probably beat it in 45 minutes. Uh, it took me, significantly longer than that but <laughs> it, it really is you know the a lot of people i think that are like me who enjoy the souls games or um, games that are souls like the best parts are the boss fights and this game is just all boss fights right um, similar to like death's door if you're like man i just i love death's door but there's not a lot of boss fights this game really that's what i did i finished death door i was like oh i i love the boss fights there weren't a lot of them and so i found all the souls and that was kind of like my continuation because it is very similar. Same mm. camera perspective, same basic idea, um, but a lot more difficult. Cool. Yeah. It seems to be pretty popular based on the steam page. So um, mm-hmm. people are digging it. It's getting, it's called eldest souls mm-hmm. and it is uh, only available on PC or is it on, on other stuff? What did I put? Pl- no, I feel like I played it on PS five, but oh, okay. or maybe cool. PS four through Backward compatibility. Right. Yeah. Oldest souls. Uh, that is not all. What else is on your playlist? Um, so I played an early access game called Void Train. Mm. Um, it seems like a game that you might enjoy, Jeff. Yeah. Um, the it's it's survival a la. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to to describe without like having you go too far that way, but like Subnautica or, or any of those yeah. um, games where you're getting resources and you're upgrading things. And essentially what you're doing is you're piloting uh, a little train through the void um, and you're hitting different spots with enemies and resources to collect and you're upgrading your train. So it kind of starts as like a, uh, what are those things called where you're just like doing like teeter totter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like a, um, like on a that, mine cart. Yeah. Yeah. So you start off like that, but then you kind of like can make a, or I assume a legit train. I haven't really got that far. It's also early access. Um, but you're, you know, you're upgrading your weapons and you're upgrading um, all of the pieces to be able to craft better materials. And then you're making little boxes to store all your resources. And then you're, and, and this is, this is, I'm looking at it now. This is a first person game. And when you say like yes. you're making a train to go through the void, the void looks like a pretty cool looking place. It's, are you? Yeah, it's like, it's like space, uh, like emptiness, but with like meteors kind of hanging out. And then you're finding like more civil, not civilized, but like settlement areas. There are Nazis there. Um, there's like lore to pick up along the way. And, and are you like, like floating weightlessly through it? So yes, if you leave the train, uh, to pick up resources and you're in the void, you're essentially tethered and you can play with other people and it looks kind of goofy when other people are doing it, but you're like roped to the train and you're sort of floating out 
Um, and for example, if like there's a, I don't know, a, a void whale out there, you shoot it with your gun, it dies, and then you kind of tether out to get the resources it dropped. Such um, a cool, different looking yeah. thing. It's really got its own uh, mythology, it looks like. It's such a, it's a, it, very different. I mean, it's kind of got some Bioshocky vibes to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it definitely wasn't on my radar. I just saw a lot of people playing it on Twitch. I thought, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. I, I'm I'm interested in survival games a little bit more than I was before, um, and I, I was having a good good amount of fun with it. It's still early access, so yeah. I don't like to put too much effort into those in case they create a story or they like create an endpoint, and you know, then I have to restart. But it was just fun to just like mess around and go to the next area and fight some monsters and then kind of craft whatever you had. You have like a little creature on your train that you feed them things like mushrooms and then mysterious stuff that sometimes isn't clear happens. You know, (laughs) like I fed a mushroom to the creature and it like gave me a 300 second timer. And I said, I don't, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Um, But it was just, yeah, there's, there's like boxes you find with weird markings and you put them on this weird, like kind of Indiana Jones esque altar uh, and it opens up and gives you resources, but also might give you like that mushroom. Um, It's just like a, a different take on the survival genre that like your progress is um, going from quote unquote station to station on your void train. I'm digging this. This is really cool. It, it says yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, I think you'd be interested in it. Yeah, uh, Niarga is the developer. I've never heard of Niarga or Nirga. Um, uh, it says 2022 actual release date, but yeah, early access uh, on Steam and Epic Game Store looks really clever. Really, uh, I just love stuff that that isn't trying to retread the same ground. Every, everything else is. It looks so different and. Weird. Yeah, it's like you're in you're in space, but your gun is like a you know, like Bioshock, like you said, yeah. your gun is like an old timey revolver. Yeah, um, it's like a little steampunk space exploration almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and uh, I think when they eventually kind of put it all together, it might be one of those new survival hits, a la like Subnautica or yeah. Rust or cool. Uh, void train. Oh, by the way, void I have, I have a, 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 I don't even know how you would even describe it. My, my wife's stepbrother, uh, has a family and they're the kid in the family that he's associated with. Anyway, uh, somebody in my family, a young person, uh, the only game he plays is rust. Just like mm-hmm. he and all his friends, the only game they play is rust. And I'm like, man, there are just these like little subcultures of people who just latch onto one game and i was like you know he, he's all excited to talk to me because i've you know talk about video games for a living and i'm like what do you what game video game games do you play he's like we play rust and i say oh cool yeah yeah i know that game i played it for a little while in you know eight years ago or whenever it yeah. came out and uh i was like what other games do you play he's like we just play rust we play rust all the time yep. <laughs> and he's like i have, I have a friend that. who plays happens to me all the time because i have a friend who plays 13 hours of rust every day i'm like what what world is this anyway uh but yeah void train is the name of the game we've been talking about void train it looks really cool i might have to to, uh, check this out it's uh 30 bucks it looks like 30 bucks for uh Uh early access christian spicer what is on your playlist it's more death's door i've talked about i think this is the third show i've talked about it. i think the first show i talked about it uh anthony was with you and i guessed it on uh true 
You're, you're the Game, Game Rant Podcast. Um, so having uh, rolled it, completed it, not 100%ed it. Yeah. Not, you got to do it. You got to do it. I'm not going to 100%ed it. It, told you me gotta. My, it shows me my percentage. You got to. You you have to. I probably won't. Um, but but saying, please. Saying that, <laughs> but I will please. Say, oh, wait. No, he's he was polite about it. hold on i gotta go good enjoy the rest of the show um (laughs) if the year were to end right now death door would be my game of the year wow nice dude it's so good it's phenomenal and the way it keeps building on itself in a way that again takes from zelda in terms of like oh i can get to this area and that area but it doesn't overly use it it's not like oh i get this thing and now this whole next area i'm only going to be doing that for the next four hours like there might be a little bit of that that takes you to like a boss but it's not then heavily reliant on the boomerang that you then get or whatever and then like the secrets aren't necessarily in your face the whole time like oh i gotta fast travel i gotta go back to this area or this area did that like you see them and you can go back to the other areas and revisit them and get all sorts of different weapons and level up your um your health and and, and stuff like that but just the beauty of the design of the world yeah. and how it kind of slowly unfolds as you progress through it. And so on unique. Top of it, mm-hmm. Yes. And on top of the story that it tells, again, slowly and not in your face. Some of it, there's like a cut scene from time to time, but lore that you find on the in the world um, telling you more of it and combined with the combat that is for me a perfect balance of frustrating but satisfying there was only one boss fight uh that i was like very upset at oh i know what i know which <laughs> it's the one i think it's the one that everybody is bothered by for for a time and then my my youngest came she's like what are you doing i was like oh, i'm trying to she's like mom said i'm good luck today because they like got takeout and they mm-hmm. got like a spot right in front of you know like a street spot right out front it's like, maybe I can watch and you can beat it. And I was like, that's funny. Yeah, sure, you can watch. Second time she watched, boom. Good luck it. today. <laughs> I, I, shot you, I thought you were going to say, she was going to say, give it to your dad. Let me show you a thing or two. <laughs> and that's when my youngest learned her newest curse word. <laughs> but it, it, it's exquisite. And uh, I think I texted this to uh, a, a friend, Berg, who's been on this show. People may remember Alex Berg. He's a uh, good dude. Um, you should be back on at some point. Um but we were talking about games that we're playing and, and while totally different genres, death's door to me mentally really equates to Celeste in so many ways of how it has this larger story. Again, Celeste is about Madeline and and her transitioning and and kind of that idea of um, being trans and, and what that exploration is like within herself. Death's door isn't necessarily that media of a story, but there's weight behind it. I mean, it's about death and kind of what that means and, and what it does. And seeing that kind of unravel slowly. And then instead of Celeste, you know, platforming challenges that are like, I'm going to break my switch, you know, moment to the combat loops of Death's Door where you go into a room and you see it seal off and you see the doors coming in or you see one torch light up and you're like, who got through it? And you're like, there are how many, how, how, how many more torches do I need to do? But it's yeah. checkpointing and saving and even in boss fights, allowing you to constantly progress that little bit. Like once you get through a part, it's so smartly done that 
they really scratch a similar itch to me, even being different genres. And I know I've raved about it on the show multiple weeks now. I know it's not on Game Pass and, oh, we'll we'll come there later. It'll be a PS Plus game eventually. Maybe. But even in the world of too many games, I cannot recommend Death Store enough. The animation, the the, the graphical style to it, the control, it's it's flawless. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful game. Awesome. Agree. Yeah, agree. I, I think I agree. Yeah. I hundred percent it, please, Christian. Do it. So tell me why why you're so adamant about that, Anthony. So uh, without giving things away, there so there are like kind of key things you need to do. Like there's like sub quests basically. And one at least one of them wraps up a storyline that you have sort of left hanging mm. in the game. Uh, and then when you do everything, it unlocks something that uh, as somebody who played their prior game blew my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, so, maybe, maybe I could just tell Christian what those things are, you know, uh, I might just watch it. Let's see. Let's see what the Wakanda expansion is like. I might bounce back. I to have Death played Store. that. I could talk about that. It's pretty sweet. Okay. See, that's what I thought. <laughs> is it <laughs> really good? Like, now it well i mean he's he's a fun character to play yeah um uh and it's i mean i don't think it's going to be particularly too long i only played i think two missions as part of the little preview event um but it yeah i think if you like that game and you were like i like the story driven stuff i didn't like anything else i think coming back to play as black panther will be pretty fun yeah, but Death Door, go 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 buy and play Death Door. It's hundred percent, and the music again. It's so it's really it's really well done, and there are just encounters that just kind of keep blowing you know keep blowing you away as you kind of progress through it and you see the worlds build out. Um, it's it's a it's a real treat, real gem of a game. Yeah, Death Door, big thumbs up. I think we'll be talking about that at the end of the year. That game. Uh, we got an email that was directed mostly toward you, Christian, and I wanted to read on the show. This comes to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com, and it was sent in by Carly in Portland, Oregon. Carly writes, Listening to Christian despair while trying to finish Breath of the Wild reminded me of my own similar story at the end of that game. Granted, I did take the time to get the Master Sword. I'm not going to say you should do it, Christian, but you should. It's a super fun part of the game. But anyway, I definitely didn't finish all the shrines, but I did get all the divine beasts and felt ready to wrap up the game. I headed over to Ganon, and I won't spoil Ganon's final form, but after attempt after attempt, I finally handed my Switch controller over to my then-boyfriend. He deftly finished off Ganon and rolled credits on the game. And reader, I married that guy. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe Christian, you needed to just hand off your controller. I don't know if your wife is a gamer, but maybe now is her time to shine. You don't even have to tell anyone. I still take credit for finishing the game. In fact, this is all really a secret gamer shame of mine that I've never told anyone before, but I found Christian's story so compelling I had to share. Thanks for the great show. Been listening for years. Sorry to reveal your uh, your big secret to the world, Carly, but uh, I, I love that email i appreciated you sending it and um christian i think carly is saying it's uh, it's kind of incredible that you're already married like i don't know how you pulled that off (laughs) wait so christian you don't have the master sword in breath of the wild oh christian Mm -hmm. christian yeah, I am your dad. I am your dad. <laughs> and you've disappointed you're, you're dad. disappointed me on so many levels. <laughs> Carly, thank you for this email. All I hear in this email, though, is that your husband needs to come visit me. 
Like that's all like just take a trip. <laughs> you can hand him your controller. <laughs> yes. I will say that I, I just You'd have to marry there. him. Then it's some weird polyamorous no, thing. We, I we don't just know. become friends. Yeah. We had a friend, we have a friend. And there was an instance where they were stuck on a very difficult combat heavy part of control. <clears throat> Jeff, you still need to play the ashtray maze. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's a hard part of control late in the game. And they're like, I can't get past it. And I was feeling very high on control at the time. And I'd like, oh, I, I, let me, let me try. And thanks to the beauty of the cloud and, and Xbox cloud saves. They're like, okay, here, I'll pull up my account. You can give it a go. And I was like, ah, ah crap called out. Uh, <laughs> and it took me multiple tries, but I did get through it. It felt real good. It felt real. And when they, when someone like gives, it's like, you know, the little kid, like, oh, you playing Ninja Gaiden? I can beat that for you. And you're like, okay, go ahead, Susan. And she's like, bam, 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 bam. And you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. But when you're the kid who gets the controller handed to him and you do it, cool feeling. So what you're saying is you've also gotten multiple marriage proposals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife and I, we got married young. So we were playing Bubble Bobble, I think was a game. And <laughs> you bubble bobbled your way into marriage. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm never going to finish Breath of the Wild. Sorry, Carly, oh, and, unless your husband me. comes and visits. Or maybe Anthony will come and visit. Jeff was uh, here. Jeff I came did and not offer. Him. No one handed me anything. He did not I offer mean, at Christian, all. If it, if it wasn't a three-hour drive, that shouldn't take three hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? you, yeah uh, you're 15 minutes away, but it takes three hours to get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was in the room, and Christian didn't hand me anything except uh, a, a, except a, a lunch. Oh, you did hand me a sandwich. That was delicious. I appreciate Chips. it. And, you, and, and, to, and to my credit, and I beat that sandwich hard. <laughs> I also handed you a Chromebook and a bag of costumes my I've had for Chromebook. a year. For a my year. old bag of costumes, <laughs> which promptly went into the garbage because I had no... No, I took the Chromebook, but I had no way to get the uh, the costumes to here because I had all my stuff had already been... Not taken to Colorado, but taken to a warehouse where they are now sitting in Los Angeles. So, you know, my life is a cruel joke right now, <laughs> which is why I have no thing to contribute for. My life is toilet. urging Christian to get to a certain point in every video game. And he goes, I don't want to. Yeah. He's like, nah. Yeah. Nah. I, I banished it. But also, nah. Anthony, I, I'm not even banishing it. I, I rolled credits. Like. On Breath of the Wild, and no, you no, didn't no. pull the. Oh, okay, no, no, of course not. No, Breath of the Wild, okay. I, I rolled credits online <laughs> as I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm never going to do that." Um, but Death's Door, like, don't don't shame me for not. I'm not. No, I, that I'm not trying to shame you. That I'm encouraging you because God, there are two things. I'm trying to shame you that <laughs> specifically they're not even like that hard to do. Like. You can go go do them immediately, but one hundred percenting it actually blew my mind. I look forward uh, to watching I, that I've, on on yeah, your, uh, on your uh, live stream of it that you have. I'm like that. <laughs> I'm like that scene from Game of Thrones where you know Lena Headley's walking down the street, and I'm just that lady in the background going shame. <laughs> shame. You're and uh, now look now she owns she a and Ted Lasso. Yeah, she yeah. Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's yes, that is the chick from Yes. Yes, yeah, she's she, amazing. She went from shaming uh Knight to owning us a, a football team. Yeah. Doing all right mm-hmm. for herself. See, Ted Lasso can make everything better. Um Indeed. All right. I have nothing worthwhile to contribute other than sad stories of my personal items. Uh <laughs> so <laughs> let's wrap the show up. We do have parting gifts coming up, so stick around for those. But 
Anthony Taormina, it is always a pleasure whenever you grace us with your presence. Thank you for always answering my call. Uh, and uh, and except for last week when I said I couldn't. Do well, it. that's answering. That's an answer. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I felt bad. I was like, oh no, this is the time. This is the, the time when Jeff needs time me. He ever asks <laughs> when Jeff needs me, and I can't be no, there. I was right. To be fair, I, next week I was right. The following week I was right back. I I did t- tell Jeff never again. Like that was it. But no, that, like, to okay. Anthony to uh, Christian's credit, he tells me that every time you're on. <laughs> yeah, because I shame him. Yeah, <laughs> so he doesn't. I like can't handle it. That. Yeah, I can't handle it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'm on the last boss of Sekiro. It's going pretty well. And Anthony's like, it's a two year old game. How are you only on <laughs> the last? One? I'm like, you think that's the last boss? You need to get the secret boss. You got to go get the secret <laughs> boss. <laughs> Anthony, tell folks where they can keep up with you and all the wonderful work that you put out on the internet. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Tormina, which is spelled A-N-T-A-O-R-M-I-N-A. Uh, and I'm also editor-in-chief of GameRant.com. I don't write too much, um, but I do sort of help the content. I was part of the our War for Wakanda preview. I interviewed uh, Hannah McLeod and Scott Walters, who uh, are designer and writer on the new content. So we have some interviews where they talk about working with Chris Judge, uh, who voiced Kratos and now voices T'Challa. Um, so if you want to read some interesting things about that before you play it um, tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening to this, um, we got that going up and then some other things coming soon. GameRant.com. Can't wait for when T'Challa turns to Captain America and goes, <laughs> boy, boy. I, I, he actually sounds not. It's kind of weird how little he sounds like him. Very but talented. He's, he's very, a very oh, yeah, talented absolutely. voiceover artist. Yeah, but his voice is so like iconic. I don't know. Yeah, Christian Spicer. What about you? What do you got going on this week? Uh, I guess hundred percenting Death's Door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Feeling bad about yourself. Yeah. Tune into episode five hundred where I finally admit I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's the best way at Spicer S P I C E R. Um, I have a newsletter you can subscribe to for free. It's at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. And the comics consequences, they have made it overseas. I posted this update on the Kickstarter. Um, but I have the tracking, I've been issued the tracking uh number for them to get that last mile to me. Um, so it seems like a little bit of a shipping delay as kind of expected with, uh, with COVID, but they should be in my possession this week. And then I will make haste. You can't really see it here, but all of this stuff is going to be packed up and sent out to people. So that should be happening very, very soon. And I'm super excited about that. So that's going to be my week. Hopefully is packaging up and mailing off, uh, consequences. First you pack it, then you ship it. Then yeah. you got to pack and ship Jeff's stuff to him. Yeah, gotta, boy, if I'd known. I know, I'll get to that. Look, you know, like I don't have a truck. Um, yeah, or a driver, evidently. Cut it into little pieces, USPS. <laughs> that's, what, that's what FedEx did to my wide, <laughs> ultra-wide monitor. They cut it into little pieces. Yep. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two Fs and <laughs> two Fs. <laughs> what? <laughs> How many... Thousands of times have I said that, and I've never said two Fs. That is weird. Why did that come out of my that's mouth? How much, that's how much you give about this show is what it is. <laughs> and my defense, it is two Fs. Um, it's spelled with two Ns and one T. I mean, also two Fs, but Kanata uh, is spelled with two Ns and one T. And I have several other shows for you to check out, including the Filmcast, 
which is my movie and television review show where we talk about uh, all the latest releases. It's tons of fun. Check it out at a URL. I just look and search for the search for the film cast anywhere you get podcasts. You'll, you'll check. You'll find it. It's great. We've been doing it for 15 years. It's great. Um, and the uh, the dungeon run is my live play Dungeons and Dragons show. Uh, I'm really proud of that one. You should check that out if you haven't yet. I don't know if you keep if you've been listening to the show and you haven't checked that show out. What's wrong? Come on. What do I have to do to manipulate you into trying it? Um, check out the dungeon run. You can find it as an audio podcast by searching for the dungeon run. You can find it on Twitch by searching for twitch.tv slash the dungeon run or on YouTube. Myriad ways to find that. Uh, and I also do We Have Concerns, a comedy science podcast with Anthony Carboni. And you can find that at wehaveconcerns.com. All right. Let's wrap the show up now with our parting gifts. Hey, give us a suggestion. Anthony, can you give the folks something to help get through their week? So I've been holding on to this one for a bit because uh, I wanted to promote this at some point. Uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to, this is going to be my parting gift at one point. Jeff's going to call me. And then he called me last week. I was like, ah, oh, this is my moment to shine. And I couldn't. <laughs> um, but Crime Scene Kitchen. Uh, I don't hmm. know if either of you have seen the show, Crime Scene Kitchen. No. Uh, Christian's shaking his head. So um, I'm a big fan of cooking shows. I grew up, you know, watching food network watching emerald and all that i love me some cooking shows but yep uh crime scene kitchen hosted by joel McHale, who actually does a great job like poking fun at like the generic fox um competition shows but the idea is these two bakers these teams of bakers uh pairs they go into this kitchen that basically recreates what the aftermath of baking a thing would have looked like. And it's all obviously staged, but they're trying to put together clues to figure out what was baked in this kitchen. Uh, and then they have to then bake it as if they assume what was baked. Yeah, that's uh, a and it's, weird it's idea, a, but it sounds kind of neat. It's a weird idea. And it's actually very, very fun. Um, if you're the type of person that just likes watching shows and sort of playing along um, making your own guesses saying like, Oh, that person is an idiot. They totally missed that clue. Uh, it's really fascinating. And they do two different crime scene kitchens a, a week. Uh, they've all aired now. Um, they'll be on Fox. You could probably watch them for free on Fox's website at this point. Um, but I really, really like this show and I don't think enough people were talking about it. And it was really fun. I've genuinely never heard of it. So uh, the, yeah, not enough people are talking about it. Clearly. It's a well done. It's a well done gimmick for sure. Where it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what is it? But Joe McHale, who I think has had some ups and downs hosting. And I think people that listen to this show might know him for his stints as like a, the VGA uh, game awards. I don't know what it was called then at the time. Not yes. VGAs. Um, maybe something, yeah, something spike. Um, but I agree. I I'm a, I'm a fan I, I like a lot of his deadpan stuff and I think he does a great job on this show. And it is an interesting gimmick instead of where I think a lot of the cooking shows, they kind of go like, I don't know the same show, but with kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So crime scene kitchen kids look for that show <laughs> next season. I think they yeah, should do it's a show actually, called when you just go on, go on. John. Well, I was just going to say, I think they should do a show called the uh, crime scene crime scene like just uh, can you solve the crime <laughs> you mean csi <laughs> yeah, well no, no like with just average people like oh like, okay there's a horrible murder that happened here can you 
figure out what happened and they're just like just people throwing up you know it's like oh well, there's pieces of body parts over here oh <laughs> yeah it's not it's not that extreme it's uh, usually <laughs> like some meringue and some pastry cream and mm. you're like oh they made a pan of shoe i know it <laughs> i could knock that show out of the park though jeff i'd go in there i i'd kind of like confidently waddle in like Bosch, you know, like that confident, it's not yeah. quite a strut, not quite. And, it, lift, and I'd look lift around. Lift up the, that, the uh, caution tape, you know, and go underneath uh-huh. it like they do. So cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd get it right every time. Yeah, <laughs> Take your sunglasses off and look at it and just go, <laughs> I guess you should have ordered the soup. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, Christian, what is your parting gift? Two. One is a don't do. Don't do this week. Uh, I did it and don't do it. I live in, you've been here, an an old, over a hundred year old house. Um, And Uh, one of my... Don't stare into the window and say Candyman three times. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely don't do that. But I am excited for that movie to finally come out. Um, uh, I don't know how old the bathroom mirror is because I doubt it was a hundred. I don't know though, but one of my children accidentally broke it and is now suffering ah. through seven years of bad luck. Yeah. Um, but the one was good luck. This You, you just told us the story about the good luck child. Is it, you I have, have one good luck have, child and have, one bad luck I have, child? I have more than one kid. Yet. Um, oh no. And I was like, I'm going to replace this. I watched a couple of YouTube videos. I was like, easy. This is so easy. Uh, I started, I watched one where you didn't even need like the tools. And I was like, this, this person nails it. You don't even need it's like, tools. Yeah, you're going to get in there with a screwdriver. Dude, whoever starts a YouTube channel called Home Maintenance, you don't even need the tools. Is going to make so much Kick money. It, bang it. Hit it with your shoulder. You don't even need tools. I mean, that's what this was, right? It was like the body weight strength class, right? He's like, you probably got what you need. Like, you know, a flat a screwdriver. Stick. Get a thing, and it's like, you're just making a hammer, dude. Just buy a hammer. <laughs> no, stuff you have around. And I was like, I can do this. This thing's already kind of cracked. It's felt, and I can get it. And I'm like, uh, and then I was like, okay, I got to get the tools. Safety, goggle, everything. So I got, I went to the hardware store, as you do. I was like, I'm going to pop, I watched a few more YouTube videos. I'm like, this is easy. But these are all people taking down, like, new mirrors. This is like, again, I don't know if it's 100-year-old, but it felt like it. If I, I'm not going to be able to hold a controller tomorrow. Like, my hand... Is so I was going to town on this mirror, was, and eventually I quit trying to just get it off right. Like, and I just started, I was just wailing on this thing. Glass shards are flying, every, so don't. My don't. parting gift is <laughs> very don't. specific. Don't mess with the mirror. Don't. Don't move into a hundred year old house and then have your kid break the mirror and then watch YouTube videos and then try and take the it's mirror. It's tips off. like these that people tune in and stay for the whole episode to get. You know, it's Thank the, you. the useful, applicable yes. advice that we hand out at the end of the show. You might think, oh, it's two PM on a Sunday. I have time for this. I have time you to don't. buy a hundred year old house. And then that would be I would go under the caution tape and I would say, you know what happened in this crime scene, crime scene? <laughs> He tried to take off a hundred year old mirror yeah. by himself. He must yes. have watched a YouTube video that yeah. said you don't need tools. Yes. You would and have I nailed that one. I gouged myself and I bled out and you would find it and you'd know. Yeah. My parting gift of something to do. Titans season three is on HBO Max. Originally it was a DC Infinite, DC Universe, Universe. show. I really like Titans. I like the costumes. I think they do a good job. And 
I'm curious if anybody out there is watching that hasn't like read the source material because I I genuinely like it. It's kind of still this dark, edgy take on you know the DCEU. Um, but it also feels very much like a Cliff Notes version of these like greatest hits of Titans, where it's like, oh, I remember when that happened. In the next episode, I'm like, oh, they're already doing that now. Oh, cool! I remember when that happened. And it's like they don't necessarily give it time for these big stakesy things to have weight but it's still cool seeing them on the big screen with high quality hollywood costumes mm. anyway i enjoy titans it's fun not as good a recommendation as the mirror thing i was gonna say uh, mm-hmm. i saved it for a second not as useful um yeah. my recommendation is a new <laughs> film that is on apple tv plus if you have the apple tv plus service uh it is called coda uh, we'll be reviewing it on the slash film cast. I can't call it that anymore on the film cast um, relatively soon. But my preview is it's excellent. It is a, it is a coming of age story and a, a lot of other things all wrapped up into one. It's uh, it's about a, a girl who lives in Boston and on a fishing boat family. And she is the only member of her family who is not deaf. And it's, it's just awesome, heartwarming, wonderful. I cried. It's called Coda. And if you're looking for a, a feel-good film that uh, kind of shows you a slice of life that you've probably never seen before, I would recommend this one. Coda. All right. We got a listener-suggested parting gift. This was sent into dlcfeedback at gmail.com. It comes from Richard in Texas. Richard writes, Lana's recommendation a couple of weeks ago of Link's Awakening reminded me of my parting gift, The Gaming Historian, on YouTube. Norman does in-depth historical breakdowns, research, and reporting on everything from the legend of uh, Polybius, right? Polybius is how you pronounce that? Polybius, that that old game? Uh, To a surprisingly fascinating hour-long history of Tetris. I've included the link to the story of Zelda Link's Awakening, Christian, if you like the book Console Wars, I think you'll enjoy his channel. And Jeff, if this channel has also somehow inconceivably flown under your radar, definitely check it out. Thank you, Richard. Again, that channel on YouTube is called Gaming Historian. I have watched several episodes of this, and they are quite good. So uh, thank you for sending that in, Richard. If you'd like to have your parting gift on the show, send it to us, DLC Feedback at gmail.com is where you send it with parting gift in the subject line. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Anthony Taormina and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to the folks on uh, our, uh, our stream on Twitch for hanging out with all of us in real time. We appreciate you. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L, Sean Madigan and zero star for doing those great bumpers And thanks to each and every one of you who downloads the show. We appreciate you giving us your ear holes. We'll be back next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.